what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. What do you know about this? Oh, you'll love it. Up and under. How does she do that? That's a kind of a shot that a winner takes and a winner makes. She can do it. Welcome to Buckets. This is Action Network's basketball betting podcast presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Maria Marino, joined once again by Action Network writer Jim Turvey at Turvey Bets on Twitter and the Action app. Jim, what's up? Not too much. Going well. Excited for a five-game slate on Tuesday. I think we've done a couple of these, you know, Tuesday preview shows. I don't think we've had five games to preview before. So I'm pretty excited. Tons and tons yes. of bets. A um, couple of really good matchups and fun games. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to dive in. Yes, and we typically do episodes Tuesdays and Fridays. So definitely a treat to get a nice five-game slate. And just to give you the the rundown, there are three seven o'clock Eastern tips. Um, all on the ESPN family of networks, also an eight o'clock tip, um, on ESPN three. And then the last game of the night is at 10 Eastern on NBA TV. That's the fever and sparks. So two of the, um, bottom feeders of the league, I'll say, so we won't talk (laughs) too much about that, but which is the game, Jim, that you are most excited for this evening? Yeah. In terms of the betting side of things, I think the, the game that, you know, I've just for whatever reason, the most the the most amounts of bets that I found out there was for this um this Aces game. Um, so the Aces this season they need no introduction, right? They've been absolutely outstanding, twenty one right. and two, just steamrolling the league. Let me just set the table by saying they are playing the sky, to be clear. And at last check on Fanduel, Aces are favored by fourteen and a half. Please continue. Yes. Yes. Thank you for saying that. That's that very important context. <laughs> yes. Um, so this line opened at 12 and a half. Um, okay. It immediately got bumped up to 14 and a half where it's kind of stayed, stayed since then. Um, I, I like that full game spread, but why I like even more is targeting the first half. Um, you can get the aces minus seven and a half in the first half. I had a couple books. Um, I, I even like eight and a half. This team is 17 and six in the first half against the spread this season. Um, and we're going to talk about this a tiny bit later in, in another one of the games, but these really strong teams, they've just been boat racing teams in the first half. Um, it's been a trend kind of across the league this season where when, when you get a, a great team like the aces against a, you know, kind of poor team like this guy, they really get out to a big lead. And it's only later that the other team kind of claws back. Um, we saw it in the first matchup between these two um, in, in one of the, the greater backdoor covers um, of the season when the sky <laughs> were down, I believe in the thirties and they came back to cover 13 and a half. That was, that was a wild game. Um, but if you go to the first half, you don't have to worry as much about that. So I'm going to be looking at aces uh, minus uh, seven and a half or eight and a half in that uh, first half. Um, I'm also looking at the under in this game. These are two of the top four defenses in the league. Um, that first game did creep into the 170s, um, but that was thanks in part to some some really high offensive rebound rates that I don't think are sustainable, um, as well as the Aces shooting. You know, for them they always shoot well, but this was a, a potentially unsustainable level of of success they had in that first game. Um, I'm also going to target a couple of player props in this game. Um, we, we've we've touched on the fact that they're without Candace Parker right now. Um, in past episodes, it really has not slowed them down from a team perspective. Right. 
Um, and part of that is because um, a couple of players are filling in for what she has done for them really well. You know, what she has brought to this team is more rebounding and playmaking than scoring per se. Um, and the two players who have kind of stepped up for that are Asia Wilson hitting the glass and Chelsea Gray creating even more, um, you know, um, assists and, and creating buckets for her teammates even more than before. So um, I'm going to be looking at Asia Wilson over either there's a really juiced nine and a half or a 10 and a half. That's about plus money. She's averaging almost 12 rebounds a game um, since Parker went out and she's cleared this easily the last three. Um, so that's one I'm going to be looking at. And then Chelsea Gray, um, her assist is either at seven and a half juiced or eight and a half plus money. Again, um, that one's probably more of a lean than, than a hammer. I really like the, the Asia one is like a full best bet, but this Chelsea gray one too, she's averaging nine assists per game. And she's cleared this in, in four out of five, if you go by the, the seven and a half number. So, uh, I think that those are two player props. I'm be keep an eye on with Candace out, but really there's just, there's bets galore on this game. Uh, I, I'm, I'm leaning in on the aces here. Um, you know, whenever you do have that blowout potential, there's a little worry about taking overs on the winning team, but the right. aces, because their depth isn't great. They honestly leave those, those starters in there more for a longer <laughs> period of time than probably their fans are comfortable with. Um, Chelsea gray in particular seems kind of blow up proof with these props. So, um, I threw a lot at you, but, uh, yes. I got a lot of bets in that game. So no, I'm, I'm glad you were like ready to go and, you know, coming in hot, which is good because there are so many games tonight. Wanted to definitely get our listeners um, and viewers some some bets right off the top. So you did not disappoint in that game. Um, Aces looking for their sixth straight win. The Chicago Sky, just a side note, um, I think I saw Isabel Harrison officially out like for the rest of the season and Rebecca Gardner. <laughs> so I feel like they... that team, Holly <laughs> Copper has got her work cut out for her. Yeah, they've 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 had that. I don't think they started the season five and three. Yeah, we've talked about how ever since it's kind of gone downhill. I believe it's exact. I I think it's four and ten in the last fourteen since they've got a new head coach. Yes. This team is a, like a solid team. I didn't talk about them at all in the preview, but that kind of just tells you where they're at right now, right? They they don't they they they're decent defensively. Yeah. Copper's an amazing player. Um, I I grabbed her points actually over in this game when it opened, but there there wasn't a lot of margin there, and that's already moved. This is just a team right now that, you know, they, they aren't, they aren't able to compete with the the best teams in the league and, and we're seeing it. They're um, not cohesive. Exactly. Yeah. That's, it does feel like more of a, a collection of parts than a full, a full team right now. Um, And so I, I think the aces take care of business. All right. Sounds good. And a couple of uh, over props once again on Asia Wilson and Chelsea gray, let's keep it rolling since we have a few other games and how about the, well, we'll, we'll keep it in the seven o'clock window, shall we? You know, I'm going to the Liberty game tonight. Oh, Pretty excited about okay. that. Yeah. Um, they're, they're playing the now, storm. What are the That's a, when you, what are the trends when you go to the game or do they do well? Do they do poorly? Do they do well, start the fast first, and slow? What, what happens? The first one I went to, they lost to the dream. Mm. What was the, what was the other one I went to? <laughs> I got. I got to keep Evan it Abrams on these trends here to to make sure that we're we're betting the Maria Marino attendance trends because you know th- that been, that could be a huge impact. I know. I know. It couldn't have been another loss. I know that. I'll I'll get back to you on that one. Let me okay. think about it. Um. But real quick. So the last buckets pod that I did. Um. I took the Liberty minus eight and a half at Washington. We were on with Dan Omataya and 
he was looking hopefully to get it at eight and a half. Some of us here at Action Network may have gotten it at nine <laughs> or nine and a half, <laughs> um, which of course uh, they ended up beating DC by nine. So um, some of us were on the wrong side of it and we needed um, a missed free throw at the end to get the Liberty cover. So it was, a, it was a bit of a sweat. And I was thinking to myself, man, with all these injuries on the mystics, what is going on with Liberty that they're not like putting them away. Uh, but then, you know, they, they I would say redeemed themselves against the Indiana fever and um, had a, a huge margin of victory um, in their next game. But that being said, um, any plays for them against the storm tonight? Yeah, well, I think what what you expressed there is a feeling a lot of I'm a Liberty fan as well. I think it's a feeling that a lot of Liberty fans have had all season. The, the, these games come down to the wire a little bit more than they should. It seems like even if it's not, you know, uh, the final possession, they're winning by like six, seven when like this should be a Liberty team that's like more doing what the Aces are doing. They're completely running away. Um, but to tie back to the Aces, what they are doing is they're excelling in the first half and they're letting teams come back in the fourth. Um and so this matchup actually is a matchup between uh, a Liberty team that does very well to start and a Storm team that does very well in the in the late late in the game. So to follow that game script, I'm going to be looking at the Liberty in the first half, and I'm going to look to either live bet the Storm if they go down by you know 25 or so to cover a spread, not to 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 win the game, but to 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 fall back into that like you know 10 to 12 range. Um, where we see the opening, the lines right now, I believe at 15. Um, so, and you you can even bet this a little, little bit before the game. Um, you could bet a Seattle Storm fourth quarter spread. Um, and and you, you when you're doing that, you're kind of projecting out a game script, which can be a little dangerous at times. But we see, so well, let me throw some some numbers at you really quick. So the first quarter net rating for these two teams, the Liberty are plus 15.4. The Storm are minus 25.7. That is wow. that is an unbelievable gap. But then you flip it in the fourth quarter. The Storm this season, the fourth quarter, have a plus 10.1 net rating. The Liberty have a minus 8.8. .8. So you really are seeing uh, very often in these games, these, these very good teams get out to huge leads, and then they just kind of take the foot off the gas. And I think that's something that is driving Liberty fans crazy right now. Right. But I also think it's it's it has followed this pattern. Let's keep betting it while while it is showing itself. And and you know if the if the Liberty start to adjust and they are able to you know as we get to the postseason run, you know keep that foot on the gas. And these teams that are you know not tanking, but they don't have as much to play for, maybe they start to you know, have a little bit less effort in the fourth quarter. If we notice that, we'll stop making the bet. But for now, while these game scripts are kind of as is, yes. and kind of even put together a same game parlay that kind of, you know, plays against the algorithm and saying that, you know, Liberty starts strong, Storm come back to win. So there's there's lots of ways to attack this, but that's that's kind of the game script I'm seeing for this. Um, and, and there's a couple of different ways to attack on the betting front. You know, I think it's brilliant because um, even though we saw, you know, the Liberty absolutely dismantle the fever, it's not a trend yet. It, it's been inconsistent. You know, they've had blowout games, but for the most part, um, as you were saying, like the second halves have not been as good for them. And then on the flip side, I think it says a lot about the storm too, because they are one of those teams that, you know, they're going to get down but they're going to keep trying and they're going to keep having that effort in the second half and they're playing for pride and they have one of the best players in the league and Jewel Lloyd. And, you know, they're not, they're not going to stop playing just because they're down big. Um, and, uh, you know, of course they, they do make adjustments at half and, and maybe T 
teams like the Liberty um, are getting a little too comfortable in the second half, but you know, it's still a big number. I'm seeing 15 and a half right now. Um, I saw 16 and a half earlier. So interesting coming down a little bit. Um, but with this Liberty team, I just don't quite trust them yet to cover these big spreads for a full game. So eight and a half is a, a much more uh, attractive looking number uh, for the first half. So I love it. Um, let's keep it rolling. Another seven o'clock game. We have the Mercury and Dream. Uh, Dream are looking at uh, six and a half points. Um, they are favored by. So what do you think for this one? Yeah, so we we have joked in the past about um, a few of these lines coming out and being disrespectful with the CT, right? What? So what I wanted to look for was a word that had ATL in it somehow <laughs> that that was a synonym of disrespectful because this opening line was very disrespectful. Sadly, there are no good words that have ATL in them, so I couldn't come up with anything super clever. But this opening line was really bad. Um, it came out at four and a half. Um, I had the dream closer to 10. I, I had it around uh, like 9.5, 10 that they're favored by. So I still like the the dream in this game. Um, they did lose their last two games to those sun, those disrespected sun that we talk about. Um, but one thing I found when I was kind of just zooming out, um, just looking at the dream from, you know, a 10,000 foot um, level. So this, this season, they are nine and one against teams that are under 500 and three and nine against teams that are over 500. So when you like take out all the noise, this dream team basically beats the bad teams, loses to the good teams. And it's, uh -huh. you know, you can kind of get down and, and dirty with all the numbers sometimes. And sometimes you just got to zoom out and be like, all right, this is a team that handles their business against bad teams and loses to good teams. This Mercury team is a very bad team. Um, they've played a little bit better of late, but one thing, and I got to shout out Danny Barlavi of Windsider and her hoop stats. Great find. Brittany Griner is a player whose props I've I've been looking for since their, their new head coach came in. But when Diana Tarasi is off the court, Brittany Griner's points plummet. Um, her field goal attempts plummet. And it kind of makes sense because I think you know these two have been playing together for so long. Tarasi knows how to get Griner the ball in a spot where she's going to be ready to attack. And, you know, the defense isn't going to be able to collapse on her quite as hard with the threat of Tarasi from um, from the perimeter. So they found that um, of the baskets, when they were sharing the court together, a full third of of Griner's baskets came assisted by Tarasi. So this is a great find by them. I'm going to be looking at a, a Griner under potentially, okay. um, which is uh, the opposite of what I've given on player props past. So I wanted to make sure to highlight that here. Sure. Um, and then I'm going to zoom that out to the Mercury as a whole. I'll be looking at their team total under um, because if, if Grinder's not able to score, this team isn't going to be able to score too much. So I'm looking at their team total under 79 and a half in addition to the, the dream minus six and a half. I like it. Okay. I mean, look, you have obviously very sound reasoning and it's funny. Um, I think we talked about this a week ago when you were on with the dream about um, beating the teams that they should be, the lower level teams taking care of business and struggling a little bit um, against the the tougher teams in the league. So it, it's a good it's a good barometer for where they are um, from a team standpoint. But um, yeah, I think that's a, a really interesting nugget there about BG. And just to recap, so Mercury under 79 and a half, but riding with the dream uh minus the points minus six and a half tonight and look i'm just i'm, I'm keeping it rolling jim just because we have, we're not done yet we <laughs> still got a couple more 
we still got a couple more games to get to. And, you know, we like to keep these fairly short and sweet. So um, before we go, speaking of the disrespect CT, um, we have the Wings playing the Connecticut Sun. Uh, This is actually a rematch from earlier in the season, way earlier in the season, June 4th to be exact. Um, And so it's a very different matchup than than back then. Um, We have Tierra McCowan on Dallas. She did not play uh, the first time these two teams met. And then, of course, Bree Jones. This was actually before her injury. So she played. um, But just for just for the heck of it, I'll, I'll let you know that it was a Connecticut sun win 80 to 74. Um, and this is definitely the game of the night in my opinion, because these are the two teams that they're, they're really in the mix for, um, you know, contending in the WNBA. I mean, you got the Liberty in there. They've, they've been up and down, but like, I'd say, you know, these are two teams that have, have a shot here um, come the postseason, and especially the Wings have been surging of late. They're the only team that's beaten, you know, the Aces and the Liberty. Connecticut Sun, you know, they're they're still, like, waiting in the wings. They're still, like, super solid. Um, and then, of course, I feel like it's a, a mini revenge spot for Dallas because it was a winnable game for them back in June, even though we know these two teams are very different. Um, so I did want to just highlight that although it might be a very difficult game to handicap because we really don't know what we're going to get. Yeah. I think, I think you laid out really well for me. This is a more fun game to watch than bet. I didn't really see all that many edges in the market. There's one player prop that I might look at Satu Sabli under on rebounds, but she's been a little bit all over. That would be much more of a lean. I think, I think you pinned it down well though. I think the, for me, you know, you don't want to overreact to one game, but for me, the winner of this game is likely going to be the best, you know, threat, to the to the top of the league and I, th- I think both of these teams can can take down the liberty for sure and yes the wings have shown an ability to beat the aces even so i i mean this i'm really excited to see what this wings game team can do um as a team that I had some questions about preseason but they've they've answered all those questions sabale in particular she stayed healthy she's been outstanding mccowan's one who i'm always super high on um I, this is just gonna be an awesome game to watch you, you, right. don't, you don't even need any uh extra juice uh on the betting side of things to uh to make it interesting yeah and i i think mccowan is one of those players that really throws teams for a loop like people just don't know what to do with her she's just such a, a huge presence there defensively and dallas is a scary team because if they can get hot, like if Arike is on, she is yeah. really, really tough to stop. And they can they can run and they can play fast. And that that can get that can definitely get a little sketchy uh for the opponent. Whereas the Sun, <laughs> I feel like are a little more like they're gonna grind, you know, they're gonna defend. Um, you know, Dewana Bonner can certainly get hot, but for the most part, they're more of like that, I feel like more of like a stable uh, kind of level team. Whereas like the, the, um, the Dallas wings, I, I feel like they have a little bit of a higher ceiling where like they can just all of a sudden break out. Um, so definitely, um, interesting, interesting game to watch, maybe a little bit hesitant to bet on that game. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of, I would say hesitant to just watch in general, <laughs> the, the final, the final game of the night is uh fever sparks. 
Um, let me just see what the spread is on that one. At last check on FanDuel, it's the Sparks favorite by three and a half in case you were curious. Yeah, this is another one I, I don't have much on. And this one is almost the opposite. I, I don't, it's, it's annoying. This is the one that's at its own time slot because this, yes. so I'll probably end up watching it to be honest, but this is <laughs> yes. not the one to watch. If you, if you have something else to do, do not, yeah. do not be afraid about missing this game. The only thing that caught my eye, um, Aaliyah Boston, that her, her numbers at eight and a half rebounds, you can get the under for plus money. I think there's the thought here is that, uh, Melissa Smith is out. Um, and that in theory that that opens up the door for more rebounds. It does. But, yes. um, you know, if you go to PBP, pbpstats.com, a great, a great resource, it shows that her rebounding numbers actually don't change all that much with Melissa Smith on or off the court. So um, she hasn't, she's been averaging more like seven rebounds a game. Um, so again, this is a lean. Uh, there, there really isn't much to this game. I'm, yes. I, like I said, I might be tuned in if there's nothing better to do, but yeah, um, yeah <laughs> not, not a whole lot here, <laughs> unfortunately. Fair, fair enough. I did at least want to mention it, but yeah, um, I, I was actually just checking the standing. So technically the Sparks are in ninth right now, just outside the playoff bubble. Um, the Indiana Fever are 11th. Um, they've been a little bit disappointing as late of late. Um, you know, they got a win a couple of games ago, but had had gone on a, an eight game losing streak after sort of being the, you know, this exciting like team that seemed like they could kind of knock, knock off some teams and catch them off guard. They're not catching teams off guard anymore and the sparks um by all accounts a disappointing uh season for them thus far but that's okay because as we said i mean we had so many other great games to watch to bet um jim turvey it's always a blast having you on so much great insight from you thank you for uh for hanging with me oh always it's a true joy especially on a five game slate getting to chop it up with you always a pleasure a true joy. Wow. I'll take that any day of the week. <laughs> uh, and thanks to everyone out there for listening to Buckets. Once again, we are presented by FanDuel. Make sure you download the award-winning action app. By the way, if you haven't already, you can also follow Jim on there at Turvy Bets. It's a great resource. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast. You could win Action Swag or a free subscription to Action Pro. I'm Maria Marino. Let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.